Welcome to Hearts Unleashed, a personal and professional development podcast. We are raising the frequency of humanity through emotional intelligence. Life coach, best-selling author, and speaker Abigail Gazda interviews amazing humans from all industries, sharing inspiration and insight about thriving as your most authentic self. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right, you guys, welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. I'll tell you what, I had to stop our conversation and hit record before we didn't catch all the good stuff because Miranda and I um, have already dove into today's topic. I would love to introduce you guys to today's guest, Miranda Mitchell. She is a seasoned yoga practitioner and teacher that has worked through her own conditioning of her past experiences and beliefs through movement and through breath. She believes in the importance of traditional self-study practices and modern practices, which is perfect for us here on the podcast because we love to mix the woo-woo with the practical and the logical. So thank you. I'm so excited you're here. And Miranda is going to be introducing a new concept to us today, which is human design, which is such a compliment for our own internal guidance and operating in the world and with each other. And it helps us to stay grounded while still reaching for our new potential. So Miranda, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you that I'm talking a hundred miles a minute. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yoga practitioner, uh, human design, all of these different things are very, I want to use the word ethereal and I, it might not be the perfect word for, for what I'm saying, but it's very energetic. So tell us how you got into this kind of work. The reason I got into this kind of work was because of my own self-healing. There was a lot of struggle. There was a lot of pain when I was younger. Um, I didn't know how to identify with myself. I didn't know who I was. I felt lost. Um, There was a lot of things that occurred during my time that I was younger. Um, I found myself in abusive relationships. I had my kids um, at 21 and 22 and in that relationship, and I felt I was stuck in that relationship and I had to get out for them. Um, And that was a huge awareness for me in my learning that I actually didn't even care about myself, that the reason I was getting out of my abusive relationship was for my kids. And although that's great as a parent, you know, uh, we do what we need to do for our kids, but the realization that, that I didn't love myself and I didn't accept myself, I didn't know myself was huge for me. So it's interesting because I know I skipped a lot of the journey, um, but when I did get out of my relationship, I was 28, and in human design, uh, it actually incorporates the astrology. So when you're 28 or so, you get your first Saturn return, and usually this is a time when either there's a huge shift in Um, something that you're doing, whether it be your career, your work, or there's a huge life lesson to learn. So after um, years later, when I stumbled upon human design and I realized that I actually stood up for myself, made myself get out of that relationship, planned for an entire year to get out safely with my boys, was like the first Saturn return. It gives me goosebumps because it all falls into place that there's certain times in our lives that we do struggle 
And there's time that, and they're going to come, but being aware of it and moving through it in that process is actually the beauty of it. And that's what human design has really done for me. It's helped me um, ground into what is coming, accepting it, and being able to move through it in a way that is beautiful and you learn from it rather than resisting it. So beautiful. You said so many amazing things that I just wanted to kind of reflect and touch on and and highlight because first off, I just want to go where you were is the Saturn return is, uh, yeah, my, I ended up divorced at 27, which makes me like look even, even in my own life as like, whoa, I was really like getting prepared for something. Um, and so I think it's wonderful because you mentioned right when you started is we get into this work for ourselves, or I got into this work for myself. And I, I think to me, that was so loud because here you are on the Hearts Unleashed podcast, sharing your unleashed heart, coaching people in this area, teaching people about this when you, that wasn't why you started, right? Like it was, I'm in it. And like in those times, like often our universe doesn't exist far past our nose. It, we're, we're just either surviving or, or making it through or healing or fixing. But then the more we lean into it, the more it evolves and the more we evolve. And like, I really talk a lot about stepping into our leadership in in that sense. And so like, it just, like, I can hear all of that, that like journey, that almost the hero's journey. But I love that you dropped in uh, human design and astrology. That was a lot of fun too, because, you know, I think that when we become more intentional about learning this material, we're no longer just meandering through life or like tripping from one phase into the next, we're really actually like eyes up and and grounded and being able to choose and walk forward as opposed to just reaching around in the dark. So what uh, what do you hear in that? Like, what's your perspective on reaching around in the dark? It's interesting that you say that because um, before human design, I talked about yoga. You mentioned yoga. So yoga was the first step in healing for me. This was the place where I started releasing patterns and experiences in my body through the movement, connecting with my breath, because previously I had no awareness of my breath. I had no awareness that I held things in my body. Um, I thought things just went away if we didn't think about them. Like I made it through, I'm done, I'm good. But when I started practicing yoga and I started doing these poses, they would release these emotions that showed up for me that I hadn't thought about in years or things I had forgotten about. And it made me really process through them and let them go and then release all of that in my body. And honestly, a lot of that actually stayed in my body. And a couple of years ago, I was actually very sick. I got very sick because I was releasing all of the experiences that I had, all of the toxins I had. I was able to let go of everything that I was holding on to. So my journey actually started with yoga and my body because a lot of the times we get so engulfed in like the higher perspectives and we get so engulfed with like astrology and in our head, but we are in our body too. So our body has to do the movement. You have to release the emotions and the stuff that you're hiding or stuck in there too. So after I did that and I realized um, I did a lot of cleansing, a lot of crying, a lot of like messy, messy work (laughs) with that, then I wanted to teach others. 
I was like, oh my gosh, this is life-changing. How can I keep this to myself? I have to do this. If this has healed me, then I have to do it for others. And then from there, I taught and then I wanted to coach others. And I didn't know what questions to ask. I didn't know how to get in deep. So then I went to coaching and got certified as a coach so I could do that. And then it's like, I like to say that human design is the bow around everything because I've done all that stuff and have all these experiences. And then all of a sudden I see my chart and I'm like, ah, well, this was my story all along. Like I'm supposed to struggle. I'm supposed to learn from my challenges. I'm supposed to then realize that my struggles were there for a reason so that I can help people through their struggles. It was all in my chart. And I was like, oh, and it's about leadership too. I just, I just gotta <laughs> stop you because I'm like, I'm over here. I put myself on mute so I could just like clap. But I'm, why? Why not celebrate with you? It's just like, I just want our listeners to hear what you're saying because I kind of feel validated right now is what I have to say. Cause I'm like, you guys know it's on purpose. It's on purpose. It's on purpose. And we have to know that because if we get lost in wallowing in, oh, it happened. Woe is me. Oh, this, oh, that. We never get to see it. So I didn't mean to stop you. Oh, no. But gosh, it's so brilliant. And you said something that I'd love to, you know, ask you to kind of talk to us about inside of what you're sharing is like, how can we be doing this? And, and it might be early for the how question, like coach us, but you decided to get coaching on how to do this. So like, what did that make available for you then? Yeah. And it's funny. Um, so I know you know this, but your audience may not know it. There are five different types of energies and we each have our own type of energy blueprint. Um, and each of these blueprints actually have a different way of expressing ourselves in the world. Plus it also has our own way of being recognized or being invited or being um, perceived by others. So it's the energy that we put out there that people actually see that we aren't even aware of. So once I started learning that, I realized that the way that I was, first of all, living in my relationships as a mom like life-changing for my children in knowing their charts. Um, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and how I'm representing myself and putting myself out there was all wrong for my energy. And once I was able to connect with that and really listen, because it is difficult to kind of change the way that you've been conditioned and how to put yourself out there. But once you start trusting and you start listening and following your strategy, things start to magically happen so that your life is a lot easier than you ever thought was possible. You have more connections. You're asked to do more um, like guest speaking or more workshops. Your clients are asking to see you. It's totally a different energy than you initially think it is as an entrepreneur. And as a mom, noticing the differences in your children and how to recognize them, life-changing. Yeah, so much yes to that. It, and I too had that experience when I found out my own chart and I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, like not done fit, round peg square hole. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, what uh, what is your human design? I'm a manifesting generator. Ah, I know a lot of those. Can you tell us? So can you tell us the five and then tell us about you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
So the five types are uh, manifesting generator, generator. So manifesting generator and generator are usually called generator types. Mm. Uh, projector, manifester, and reflector. And I just also want to mention here, um, my teacher is Karen Curry Parker, and she is actually changing the wording of human design to be more aligned with love and um, more aligned with the narrative of today. So mm. some of the names for the types, as far as my teachings with yeah. her is changing. Mm. So I'm just, I'm still going with manifestor generator because that is what's known, right. but she is shifting some of the language so that the narrative is more conducive with today and society today. I like that. I really like that. Um, I'm, I'm big on the education system being outdated. So I'm really, I really love seeing that we can adapt that way. You know what I mean? And, and I respect these, um, these different titles or these different, you know, categories. And I, I remember studying, I forget, what's the creator's name? I remember his story. He yeah. Liked, yeah. And I remember studying and getting very interested in his life and the way that he essentially channeled all of this. And I think that that's really cool too, his own story, but that, you know, we know more now and we can apply this information in new ways that fit us now. So really, really brilliant. And so what is a manifestor generator like? So a manifesting generator, uh, the generator types are basically the workforce energy. So if you think of like the busy bees, the ones that have all the energy, uh, the builders. So the generators are like the builders. They're stability, foundational, have lots of energy, life force energy. The manifesting generator has a combination of the generator. So life force energy, consistency, lots of energy, needs to be always busy. But then it also has some of the manifesting energy, which is the energetic flow within. So you get intuitive hits, you get an inspiration, you can initiate. However, as a manifesting generator, the generator type is predominant. So we still have to wait to respond. We cannot initiate. We have to wait to respond. And what I'm talking about here is the strategies. Each of the five has a strategy. And this strategy is aligned with your energy blueprint so that you can create the ease that you want in your life and align yourself so that your life is easier, I guess you can say. It doesn't mean that you're not working. It doesn't mean you're not doing anything, but it just is more fluid aligned. So the projector is waiting to be invited, waiting to be recognized. Um, the manifesting generator is waiting to respond the uh, generator waiting to respond. The reflector is actually a lunar, lunar being, and it only makes up about 1% of the population. So these uh, energy types have to wait a whole 28 days lunar cycle to make any big decisions, whether it be family, money, business. And then the manifester is the initiator. However, the manifester can initiate from their inspiration but they don't have the energy like the generators. So they initiate the generators to do the work. So we all work in collaboration, which was a huge wake up for me because, you know, I, for me personally, I felt like, well, everyone's like me. You know, you feel like everyone is like, thinks they initiate, they do. But the truth of the matter is, is we are all intertwined. And if we work together by understanding each other's energy type, 
then we save the projectors from overdoing, overbeing, being exhausted because of burnout, because they're trying too hard, so hard to be heard and seen. We help with the manifestors because the manifestors have the inspirations and the ideas, but they don't have the energy to do it. So by working and collaborating together, it creates this unity and this just beautiful experience of really that we do really need all of each other, mm. you know? Yeah, so beautiful. And I imagine that as you're sharing this, people can sort of start to just naturally identify. And also uh, there is, you know, do you have a specific uh, test that you send to people or form? I've always used Jovian Archive because that's the most directed to raw, but um, is there a format that you use or form? Mm -hmm. Yeah, on my, uh, actually I have it on my website. So if you go to miranda-mitchell.com, you can click on the button and it says, get my chart. Mm -hmm. It'll ask you for your birth date, your birth place, and your birth time. So time is important. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't know your time exactly, try to get as close as possible. Mm -hmm. And that is actually linked up to um, the genetic matrix, which is um, what Karen actually recommends. She feels like it's the most accurate. Mm -hmm. And actually it's also coinciding with um, changing the names in the quantum. So in her wording. So I do, I run all my charts um, through that specifically. And then I give a little mini reading when you sign up for a chart too. That. That's, I was just going to say, I usually save it till the end, but I can't even, I'm like so out of sorts. I I'm, I love you so much. I'm so excited. I want all of our listeners to take advantage. So if they go to Miranda-Mitchell.com and they register and they do their chart, you could, you also, they could sign up for a reading with you. Yeah. So what I do is I actually run the chart. I send them their chart and I do a written reading with them. And then if they want to go deeper, then they have the opportunity to sign up for another reading. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Because, you know, this is so valuable. And and so many of our listeners have, I mean, we're in season four of the podcast, people are listening all around the world. And I just I know that they're interested in how to better understand themselves and, and how like, for me, so I'm a projector, I did not know this. And I grew up as, I think that I was like raised conditioned to be a manifester or more specifically a generator actually. And so that was very confusing to me because I didn't want to initiate. I didn't want to force or push, but that seemed like the only way to get what you want in the world, right? Like you said, everyone thinks we're like each other and we're not. And it can cause a lot of frustration and then also like a lot of self-frustration or confusion. So when I understood that I'm a projector and what I understood about being a projector was we wait for the invitation. And you said it earlier, is like we, we want to be seen and recognized and acknowledged. And actually I noticed for myself, I actually became very intentional about that was I live alone. And when I could be working, but like sometimes it wasn't even that inspiring. I needed, so I started to go work at a Starbucks more frequently just to feel seen. And I would be like all active on my computer and like following up more frequently. Yeah. So it you know like, that go oh, yeah. that's also, um, that's your centers. Yes. How, oh, tell us about centers. <laughs> yes. That's your centers. So um, there's two things I wanted to make notes for you about projectors. One yeah. specifically is if you're a projector, self-care is priority. Yes. So yeah. um, you will not receive an invitation if you are not rested. Yes. So if the universe or whatever you believe in does not see that you are rested and ready and prepared to work, then you won't receive that invitation. 
So it's very important to rest, to sleep. If you meditate, do breath work, yoga, whatever makes you feel good, makes you feel alive and let yourself rest. Priority for a projector. And like my clients are projectors, that first thing they fought it, but now they're like, ooh, I just get to rest and then receive invitations. <laughs> yes, it, it gets way fun too, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yes. It, and the more rested you are, the more you'll receive. And that doesn't mean that all invitations are a yes, but you're there and you're available to recognize them. Um, and then the centers, yes, yeah, so this is going a little deeper. So what may have happened for you when you went into the coffee house is there's other beings there with centers. So when there's open centers, centers that are white, it means that you actually take in other people's energy and amplify it. Mm -hmm. So let's say in the coffee house, there's a person that is a generator and they have a defined sacral. That's the energy life force. So when you go in there, you get that sacral energy, you amplify it, you have tons of energy. Right. That is great for projectors to do as long as you know that that is not your energy to keep. Because what happens is if you keep that energy, and I'll use my brother as an example. He'll probably get angry with me. (laughs) But my brother's a projector. He has four kids, super dad, everywhere, doing everything. I mean, everything, making, it's ridiculous. I don't know how he does it. But it's because he's amplifying everyone else's energy and using as his own. And if he doesn't stop, it's going to burn him out. By age like 45 or so, he's going to burn out because it's not his energy to keep, only to borrow. It's really profound that you say that because I think I burned out pretty early. Um, And that's very obvious to me because there just became a point in my life where it was absolutely, I want to use the word like abrasive and intolerable to not be myself anymore it was too inauthentic or just too uncomfortable to be taking on people's energy without responsibility or without my knowing, right? Thinking that it's me, thinking that that's who I am and how I am and it's not. And that like to unplug from that for a minute and like really get a sense of self. I did a, I did probably solid two years of that self-discovery work and then self-care work to really find what I have started to call my home frequency, Mm. I really love Vipassana meditation and just, it's like, wait a minute, I could just like completely sit still. Okay, I'll do that one. (laughs) And so um, that was really, really helpful to start to listen inward and understand. And I found a lot of reprieve there. (laughs) Yeah. And just knowing that it's there to borrow. Yep. You need it. Fantastic. But yeah, it's not who you are. And that is where the conditioning comes in. So when you have an open center, say you are living in a house where you, when you're raised with your parents and they have defined centers mm-hmm. and you don't know your energy and you feel like that's you. And then all of a sudden you're away from them and you're this different person. You don't understand why you don't feel the same way anymore. That's mm-hmm. because you're conditioned in that center with their energy. Yes. So once you realize what centers you have defined, what centers you have open, you can start to become aware of, oh, I have this energy right now, but this is not my energy. I'm borrowing this and then I'm going to let it go with the awareness. And where you have definition, which is where the colored is, that is where you 
are consistent. And some people say this is where, this is your authentic self. It's like where you're consistent there. Um, so let's say you have a defined uh, G. So that's the, the center in um, the heart center. The G center and the well center were actually the heart chakra, but it split in 1781. So the G center is all about identity. So if you have a defined G, you'll have a good sense of who you are. You'll understand, okay, this is who am I, I am. Why am I acting this way instead of this way? Why am I shifting myself? There's awareness there. Yeah. But if you have an open G, you don't know who you are, which is me. I had an open G. I didn't know who I was. I would morph myself into these different people and different relationships. Yeah. And then I would be like, why did I act that way? Like, what is wrong with me, you know? So then you get these beliefs about yourself that you don't understand yourself, but in reality, you're just taking in other people's energy and it wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. So you learn a lot of compassion for yourself here. Totally. And I, I love that you said G and you've been saying centers because the chart is complex. I really encourage our listeners to head over to your website to really, you know, do the chart, read it, see it and, and get a reading because there's like these lines and lanes and, you know, things, but it looks like a, not a crossword puzzle, but like a, te like a quiz when you're in school and you have to like point things together. Anyways. Um, but you said something that was really brilliant that it's such a, it's a natural phase. So I think that it's important, but when we end up in a different circumstance in our life, like you were talking about um, children moving away from their parents and then, and going through this shift, this really energetic shift. And I think that sometimes our first question is like, what's wrong with me? Right. Because we feel quote unquote off or maybe in a funk but that it's not that there's nothing wrong. Like I really would, my question is like, what would you love to say to somebody who's maybe in a, an energetic transition like as such? Oh, definitely get your chart. <laughs> yeah. um, know what type and strategy you are. Um, and then it actually would even go a little bit deeper to the authority because um, the most important thing to know is your type and strategy. Once you start implementing that, you will start feeling a change in yourself and awareness. But there is, um, the authority is the next Thing you like can bring in, I guess. And the emotional authority can be very difficult. So if you are, let's say, an emotional projector, emotional manifesting generator, what that means is, is you have definition in your uh, emotional solar plexus. So that means you have an emotional wave. Some waves, there's three types of waves. There's ones that's really intense, there's one that's medium. There's one that's really kind of low. But if you have an emotional authority, what that means is, is you actually have to weigh out your emotional wave before you make a decision, before yeah. a big decision. So let's say you're, um, you want to move or you want to make a big move and you're going to, you, but you don't know when. So mm -hmm. you ask yourself, is this move good for me? And then the first inspiration is like, yes, it's great. But then two days later, your emotional wave is like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing. So then you start questioning. And then again, two days later, it says yes. So then you decide to do it. But what happens is if the emotional wave is inconsistent, 
that means the way that you feel about that experience will be inconsistent. So you'll move and you'll be like, love it some days. Some days you'll wish that you didn't move. So when you weigh out your emotional wave, you want to have a yes all the way through it. Yeah. Okay. This is so good. And, um, when you said emotional waves and I was thinking of like how big and, and, and waiting beyond it would mean that we'd have to be, be able to be with discomfort though, Miranda, like what? No, you know, is, is wait, like patience. We have not really been conditioned into a patient, uh, way of being per se. And, and so speaking of not patient, Something else that I understand about uh, human design is the not self theme. Mm -hmm. So could you tell us our go-to emotions in the not self for each one? Are you, uh, do do you know those by memory? Because I put you on Well, that goes, the not self is basically the open centers. Ah, okay. So when you have an open center, Mm -hmm. um, what happens is, you become conditioned Mm -hmm. either because of who you're around all the time Mm -hmm. or a belief that you made about yourself because of the way that you act around certain things. And it's because that inconsistency or the variability in the centers, that is the not self. It's the conditioning of the self. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause I mean, all I know is mine. So I remember as a projector, it's like my go-to is frustration. And so like, I was like, oh yeah, definitely. Like my frustration shows up as like annoyed, like I'll wear annoyed right on my face and leave me alone kind of thing. But I was curious about how that does show up for different people. And, and okay, so, you know, everyone's is different, but what can we do with that to improve our quality of life? Well, as far as the centers, it's um, connecting with, okay, is this, is this me or mm-hmm. is this the other person? Um, and as far as the frustration, uh, and that type of not self, um, the manifesting generator is actually the combination of the manifester and the generator. So it's frustration and anger. (laughs) That is the manifesting generator. And I I can explain that to you in a very fast way. Cause I went, as soon as I heard this, I'm like, oh yes. So as a manifester, you get in this energetic flow. You're like flowing through everything. And if my daughter comes in the middle of me in my flow of something and stops me and asks me a question, I'm like, ugh, <sighs> like, I'm angry. Like, cause she stopped my flow. Yeah. So frustration and anger because of the flow. So as a manifester, it's anger. That's their not self. When you are angry a lot, that means that you're not in alignment. Yeah. Um, as a, I, as a projector, Karen teaches that it's bitterness. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling bitter about things, mm-hmm. then you're not in alignment. Yeah. As a, that's interesting. I'm trying to think what the reflector is. I, one percent. When you said one percent, I'm like, these are the forest creatures. Like, have you ever met a reflector? I, I have. I wonder what are they like. <laughs> Honestly. Very peaceful, very drawn. Like if you think, um, as far as someone you may know, Sandra Bullock is a reflector. So very drawn, withdrawn, mm-hmm. quiet. Like um, I feel like it's almost like they shield themselves because what a reflector is is every center is open. So right. they're 
amplifying everything. And if something is off, they feel it. It's more like deflector. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. They have to be in the right place. Otherwise they are really, they can really go downhill from there. They have to be in the right place. Interesting. So I'll have to look that up. I can't believe I forgot that for the reflector. Well, that's so fascinating because I, I just think of how important it would be for someone to know if they're a reflector because of what you said is like that can take them to, I imagine that would lead to substance abuse and, you know, like just self-destructive patterns. Like if you're constantly in your not self theme, like it starts to be really destructive or disruptive for the self and, and feeling inauthentic. So I just, I, I genuinely, you know, I don't mean to make it so life and death, but I do believe that this is the type of information that isn't in textbooks and can save lives. Like it, I just, so yeah. And I do know a lot of people actually have gone to training for human design because they have reflector children. Yeah. Like three or four people that I've met personally, the reason they did go is because of the reflector children. And it was because they learned that they're a mirror to their, to the external world. So if their environment that they're living in is not healthy, Mm -hmm. if the people that they surround themselves with are not healthy, then they are not healthy. So you almost have to bring them to nature, let them be outside. Um, So it's very interesting about that because there's a lot of reflectors uh, or parents that actually come to this for that specific reason so that their children can be healthy and happy and loving and thrive. I think that's a great, uh, a great place as we start to wrap up because definitely a lot of our listeners are parents. Like what can we do for our children? I mean, you know, we learn, learn their, learn their human design, but is there any, any other advice you would have for a parent who's really committed to this process too? Oh, so much. Um, if you're a parent and you, you run their chart, you will recognize that they have an open or defined throat. If they have an open throat, they are fighting to be listened and heard. I, I learned this to my daughter. She screams over everybody to be heard. Like there'll be five people. She'll be screaming over everyone to be heard because she's not being recognized. She's a generator. She needs to be recognized. So open throat is a huge one um, as far as being seen and heard. Also, as a manifester child, most manifester children are taught to sit and be quiet and go to school when they're supposed to be inspired and have ideas and Mm -hmm. have people be inspired by them. So that's very hard for a child to try to inspire adults you know, and have adults actually really listen to them and let them step into their potential. Um, Again, I'm talking about my brother and my niece. (laughs) (laughs) He does a fantastic job with her. Um, And then like generator types, if they are generator type and they don't get enough energy out, if they aren't moving, if they aren't doing like with games and they're sitting all the time in school, they actually can suffer from ADHD. They have insomnia. They can't sleep. They're mean. They have like these problems with discipline because they have so much energy that they're not using. So generator types have to be tired to go Mm -hmm. to bed. Projectors um, actually have to go and lay down flat for about 30 minutes before you go to bed to release all the energies that you're taking in. (laughs) I'm so with you. I'm enjoying the heck out of this and I, I'm thinking of already about like 15 parents I want to send that bit to. So um, 
Thank you. Thank you for teaching us about this. Thank you for teaching us to be much more intentional about the ways that we naturally are and to unleash like our authentic heart and who we really are. And so what would you love to leave our listeners with? I would say tuning into the energy of who you are will change the life with ease and freedom. It doesn't have to be hard. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It, yes, it doesn't have to be hard. And there is so much flow, even if you're not the manifester type, like the flow of knowing your human design. Um, I like the way Ross says it is, it's like a GPS system for your body. And I think that that's brilliant. It cracked me up when you said about the generators need to be tired to go to bed, like to literally work yourself to sleep, like, and not in a, um, you know, destructive way, but knowing that is a very powerful tool. So this is just such a valuable episode. I'm so grateful for you being here. And so you had already invited us to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Can we follow you on social media or where's the best way to connect with you as well? First and foremost, get the chart. That way I can send that to you. Um, I am Miranda J Coaching on uh, Instagram, on Facebook. You can connect with me there. But I would really, the first step is really connecting with like a, what centers are open, what type am I, and what does that mean for me? Good. That's so perfect. And I would just love to acknowledge you for sharing all of that brilliance with us. Um, I imagine it's inspired a lot of people to take a deeper look at who they really are and how they really function. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Yes. And thank you, Hearts. I hope you're feeling unleashed. I hope you feel like you got some brand new tools today. Be sure to head over to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Get your chart. Start doing that self-study program. Check it out. And thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.